put down what you're doing, you're going to want to try to pay attention for this episode. Good morning. It is Thursday, January 13th. You're listening to the College Football Daily. My name is Trey Scott. We're talking transfer portal QB dominoes today with Clint Brewster, 24-7 sports transfer portal analyst and rankings ratings extraordinaire. Bring Clint on in just a second. There's uh, it's like 1,500 FBS players in the, in the transfer portal. It seems like a lot of them are quarterbacks. And I guarantee you, if anyone is brave enough to print a preseason college football magazine this year, given how quickly things can change roster-wise, the subject of old faces, new places is going to be a cover item. Because, I mean, you, you guys know this. You're listening to the College Football Daily. You're an informed college football fan. It's, uh, it's bananas out there, and we're not finished yet. So sit back. Long conversation with Clint. Going to play some, I, you know, I feel like Jake Gyllenhaal and Zodiac. Just uh, got names on the wall, faces on the wall, QBs. We're trying to, you know, connect the dots. And uh, we're going to talk about some teams sort of almost made trades. So we'll, we'll talk about that, too. Here's Clint Brewster. My friend Clint Brewster joins us right now. Clint, start with this and look. We're hoping here that the timing doesn't screw us. We're hoping that we don't we don't get off this call and and the Caleb Williams domino falls and the Jackson Dart domino falls. Like we hope we hope that doesn't happen. We're taking a risk. We're threading the needle. You never know. But as it stands right now, what is what is the hardest to believe QB move of the transfer portal season? What is the WTF uh, roster marriage that you keep coming back to? And and I don't mean like the worst fit. I just mean like it's hard to believe this guy's there. Yeah, it's not the worst fit at all. But I mean, when I saw Spencer Rattler going to South Carolina, I was like, whoa, whoa, what's, what, what's going on here? I, I, uh, but it makes sense when you, when you think about it. Um, but you know, when, when he, uh, when he first announced that he was transferring, nobody had South Carolina on, on, you know, on one of his destinations, you know, uh, or could be destination. It was all teams on the, on the West coast. Um, you know, kind of back where he's from in Arizona. And then you saw South Carolina and it's a cool move, I think, by by uh, Shane Beamer. I'm like, man, this is like, they obviously, you know, I don't want to, you know, speculate too much, but I don't think that they have anybody on the roster that can, you know, win them games right away or win the win the games, that, uh, as many games as they want right away. So why not get a guy like Rattler who's, who's kind of a, a bit of a boomer bust guy, but you know, he could be really good. We've seen, you know, so, so why not, you know, make a, a splashy move like him and, and, and get a guy and, and maybe, maybe that'll track, attract some more um, really good players to come play with Rattler. You know, I mean, I just, I think, you know, why not? It's a, it's a huge move by Beamer and I'm, I'm all for it. I think you're uh, you're on to it when you say they probably didn't have anyone else. And I saw some South Carolina fans when it happened were like, oh, isn't he kind of a head case? And someone was like, dude, we started a coach this year. Like, we got we got to make this move. I, I like it for South Carolina. They bring in Austin Stogner, too. They're hitting the portal hard. I like it. Some of these, it's just, I want to just have a conversation about the complexion of this. It's it's just like, like A&M lands Max Johnson from LSU. And Max Johnson came in in the same recruiting class as TJ Finley. And I remember uh, you watched Finley at the, at the opening and I, I talked to him about what's, what's, it, what's it like being in a two QB class in the transfer portal era. Obviously, Finley last year transfers to Auburn. So we've got these SEC West rivals just sort of going to whatever school makes the most sense for them. And then TJ Finley, like he's there. But then Zach Calzada comes 
the quarterback who leaves uh, to make room for Max Johnson, he comes to Auburn. And of course, Auburn's looking for a quarterback because Bo Nix is at Oregon. And that's just like one little triangular example. I mean, Dylan Gabriel, Dylan Gabriel yeah. leaves Central Florida. And so Central Florida grabs John Rice Plumley from Ole Miss. And so then Dylan Gabriel commits to UCLA under the expectation that Dorian Thompson Robinson won't be returning to school. And then when Oklahoma loses Caleb Williams, Dylan Gabriel commits to Oklahoma, which eventually means that Dorian Thompson Robinson announces his return to UCLA. And now we're just waiting on Caleb Williams. And us waiting on Caleb Williams means Jackson darts like, screw this, I'm hitting the portal. And so now USC has lost both of its quarterbacks because Keaton Slovis is at Pitt. And Oklahoma has lost Spencer Rattler and Caleb Williams. Do you think the casual college football fan is going to have any idea come September that we're like losing like 50% of all FBS starting quarterbacks or not losing, but they're just, they're just changing schools willy nilly like that. I think that's going to be maybe the biggest storyline for this season. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is crazy. I mean, you just gave a, a wild rundown of, of everything that's, that's happened and you just, you can't really wrap your, your, your head around, you know, what's happening. You know, you're like, is there going to be some parameters in, in the future? You know, it's just like, everybody says, you know, it's like NFL free agency, but it's even crazier than that. You know, it's just, I don't know. You, you, you think that maybe the, the NCAA is going to do something, but it's just, um, do you think they should Clint? It's wild right now. You know, I, I think, I think that maybe they should, but, but I, I mean, it, it could be put in place to maybe have some parody in college football. You know, everybody's like, Oh, you know, we don't want to see Alabama and, and Georgia every year or Clemson every year in, in the, uh, in the college football playoffs. So maybe it, it creates some, some parody. Maybe it's good. I think we should, we should play it out you know, for, for a, a year or two and, and see what happens. And then, you know, if we need a, a, to put some restrictions, some parameters, then, then maybe the NCAA should do that. Yeah. I've uh, I think maybe a window would be good. I think what I, what I will say is, yeah, the rich are going to get richer and Alabama, will, you know, who knows if they want to finish with the top transfer class in the country, they've already got Eli Ricks and Jameer Gibbs, but the quarterbacks, and you know, this better than anybody they're looking for a place to play. So like the school size might not matter that much. So in this age of looking for parity, like we've got Spencer Rattler going to South Carolina, like South Carolina and no offense to anyone listening is never, ever, ever going to land a quarterback of Spencer Rattler's pedigree on the recruiting trail. That's a top 10 overall prospect. They're just not going to do it. The transfer portal allows Pitt to replace first rounder Kenny Pickett with Keaton Slovis. I know Keaton was a three-star high school recruit, but you know he's a 91 in the transfer portal rankings, and he's a former USC quarterback. I I don't know, like I it's um it's uh, I almost feel bad for the G5s here the most, um, and not that and, and Utah State's a G5 too, and I, I know I'm just going in circles, and maybe that's I don't know what what it is, lack of sleep. I thought that one of the craziest things too, Clint, was Wyoming quarterback Levi Williams balling out in the uh, Idaho Potato Bowl. And then the next day, hitting the transfer portal. Literally, the next day, entered the transfer portal. Ends up committed to Utah State. It's a it's a total it's a total free agency. I wanted to have you on to ask you about a, a few of these fits, um, and, and some of them are dominoes and some aren't. Casey Thompson left Texas to go to uh, because Quinn Ewers was coming in. He left Texas to go to Nebraska, and Nebraska was looking for a quarterback because Adrian Martinez transferred in and landed at Kansas State. Who got the better end of the deal? Nebraska or Kansas State? We'll, we'll just do a little rapid fire here. 
Well, I, I think that Nebraska, you know, Nebraska has a new offensive coordinator, you know, in, in Mark Whipple. And I think that that was huge with, with getting um, Casey Thompson. And Casey Thompson, I didn't realize he, I mean, he had statistically, he had a really good year. I mean, there, w- which game was it? He threw six touchdown passes, I believe. I against Oklahoma. I mean, he threw five against OU. He yeah. had a lot of touchdowns against Kansas too. I mean, you know, he's yeah. a gamer as well, like the, the thumb injury at the end of the year. Yeah. You like him? And, I mean, he's a, he's a yeah. solid addition. Yeah, and and you've um, kind of made me grow on him a little a little bit. I'm glad, yeah. More than <laughs> you've, I could do you've, that. you've had his back, and uh, I think that you know they're looking for more consistency at the quarterback position. He's a kid that can come in right away and kind of fit in that offense. And, and you know, he's a good decision maker. Uh, he moves around very well. So I, I think that I like that fit there, you know, especially with him and, and Mark Whipple. And, and you know, I, I, I think that that's uh, that they kind of, you know, made out there. They uh, and what's funny is you were doing the article about. So Casey Thompson last week released his top five. And I don't think I know all the schools off the top of my head, but in the, in the 12 hours between you doing like, Hey, I'm going to do something on which school makes the best fit for him. In the 12 hours that happened, several of the schools that he had in his top tier, like got other players, Auburn, Auburn was in the mix. Right. And then they get Zach Calzada and then uh, Indiana was in the mix and they got Connor Basilak from Missouri. And then Missouri was supposed to be in the mix too. But then uh, someone tweeted uh, Dave Motter, I believe, that Missouri wasn't interested in a transfer quarterback, probably because they have a, a really young, young pool of talent. So it's just the stuff flies fast and it, it, it is just like sort of waiting on the biggest shoe to drop and then waiting on the next one. Clint, in the, in the whole triangle of Texas A&M uh, and, and Auburn with a little LSU mix in there, do you think A&M got the best end of the deal here? adding Max Johnson to its quarterback room compared to LSU ends up just bringing back Miles Brennan and then Auburn gets Zach Calzada from A&M. I know this is a confusing question, but which of those three schools do you like their new starting quarterback the best? No, I, I know we, we've talked about Max Johnson a lot. You know that I, I, I'm a big advocate of his game. You know, we, we ranked him a 91 and there was some talk about him, you know, and, and they, they benched him, you know, towards the end of the year. But I think it was a dumpster fire at LSU, obviously. And it, was, it wasn't a good situation for any quarterback, but he fits that, that A&M offense so well, you know, where he, it, it's a very complex NFL system that Jimbo Fisher runs and, and he, he'll do a ton at the line of scrimmage. But this kid is so sharp. He sees the field. He puts the right project trajectory on the ball. I mean, he's, he's, uh, he's extremely sharp, you know, NFL minded kid. He's, he's obviously his dad's, uh, Brad Johnson. And, and, um, you know, I just think that that's the perfect fit for him Mm -hmm. where he can go thrive and play in a pro style offense. You know, he's, he's six, five, he can move around a little bit, but I think that he, you know, throws the ball very accurately and, and, and where it needs to be for his receiver. I just, I really like Max Johnson to A&M. Washington State landed Cameron Ward and then Washington State, I don't know which happened first. Their starting quarterback, Jaden Delora, transferred to Arizona. Who got the better end of that deal? You know, it's it's really tough to say with Cameron Ward. You know, he he's coming from a very small school, but he he has the upside. You know, the a uh, more talent, I would say, than Delora. But 
you just you don't really know because he's he's coming from uh where is it incarnate incarnate word, word. Yeah. yeah yeah so it's tiny um, tiny but- <laughs> a tiny a tiny private yeah. school in san antonio and i think it's background in high school is uh triple option something something yeah yeah so he he's extremely raw but you put on his film i mean i want everybody to go check out his film and and you see it and you're like whoa this, this guy plays you know very uh backyard patrick mahomes type you know very unconventional footwork and throwing motion but he's got the talent gets the ball out you know he can make you know throws across the field that you're just like whoa that you know where did that come from but it's tough. But we to don't say know, you know, got, like, yeah, Delora, it's tough to yeah. say who got the better end of it. But I, I really like Delora too at, at, um, at Arizona in that offense, he's kind of a, a point guard type of quarterback that plays with great urgency. You know, he's right now, you would say that Arizona probably got the, the best end of that deal, but you know, we'll, we'll see after, after Cam Ward takes the field. Yeah, I like Arizona's class. Just a few more for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Texas gets Quinn Ewers, who gets a 100 rating. Um, Caleb Williams uh, also gets 100. Caleb slots ahead of Quinn. Oklahoma, we already talked about Dylan Gabriel. In 2022, which quarterback would you rather have to win you a game, Quinn Ewers or Dylan Gabriel? That's I think that's no, I think I, I think I know which question. way you're going. I think I know which I think I know which way you're going here and that's why I said in 2022. Yeah, it's a tough question, but you're right. You know, with, with Dylan Gabriel and the the experience that he has and uh that offense, you know, I I love what the new offensive coordinator brings at at Oklahoma and and the, you know, what he has around him, but I love to watch Quinn Ewers more, you know, I love, I love, uh, you know, his gunslinger mentality, you know, him, I want to see him throw it at least five times a game to Xavier worthy deep, mm-hmm. you know, and I just, I can't wait to see that. But if I had to put my money on somebody to win a game next season, you're right. You know, it, it would be, it would be Gabriel. All right, two more, and then we'll get out of here. If Caleb Williams goes to USC, let's say right now, Clint, let's just say they're if the AP poll came out today and they were 20th, if Caleb Williams goes to USC, how high do you think that would move them up in your mind? You know, I would say at least a top 10 school. You know, he's that good, maybe top 12 school. You know, when I agree with you with everything that they're bringing around him too. I just you just look at the whole picture there and and everything everything that they're bringing in. You know, everything, all the recruits, all the 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 transfer guys that they're that they've brought in, and and I just I really really like the the upside of USC. I I totally one hundred percent believe that they're going to be you know a, a top five team in the very near future you know, with Caleb Williams, if they get him and just with the staff that they've, they're putting together is unreal. I don't know if you've looked at their, just at their, their coaching staff no. you know, that they've, that they've put together. It's, I mean, it's, yeah, Riley's yeah. uh he's going to build it up. He's going to yeah, build it up. I, I will say though, Clint, I was a little surprised. I was surprised. I, I thought Lincoln Riley would kind of get on campus and see what he had in Jackson Dart and be like, I'm good with this. Yeah, I mean, I was a little surprised. That was that was a little bit surprising, but he knows what he has in in Caleb Williams. It's just so tough to say no to to yeah. a guy that's that's you know probably a top five draft pick. 
you know, in the, wow. in the future. So it'd be, it'd be tough to turn down, but you know, me and you, we've talked about Darden and we really like him a lot too. It's, it's a, you almost feel bad for him. It's a tough situation because you're like, you know, what he did as a true freshman you're, and, and now he's got to, now he's got to leave. You're like, man, I feel of, horrible for him. Yeah, he seemed yeah. like a, like this quintessential USC quarterback had the, the swag, the long hair that my, I'm glad you mentioned him. He was my last question. If you're yeah. Jackson dart, where are you going? Uh, that's a tough question. Uh, again, you, you know, um, all of these are, are good questions, but you know, I would, I really wanted to see him at Georgia. You know, I wanted Georgia to go after him. Um, maybe that's, it's not the best situation for him with, with Stetson Bennett could be coming back, <laughs> <Awkward>. but, but <laughs> I know, but, but, uh, that would be really cool if, if they went after him, like, a I, I want to see him at a championship level team, you know, cause he'll, you know, he's, he's such a good quarterback, I think, but, um, you know, if, if he went back home to, to Utah, obviously Cam, Cam rising is there. Um, you know, if he went to BYU, they also have a, a solid quarterback in Jaron Hall. So, you know, he'll be battling it out with them, but I, I think that he is a notch better than those guys. Um, I think he would make Utah really, really good. I mean, Utah is already a Pac-12 championship type of team. So it's like, but Utah really excites me for him. Utah excites you. I like it. I, no yeah. one really says Utah excites me anymore, but I, I agree with you. I, yeah. uh, I think if he had to go to one of those and look, and, and you mentioned championship program. And I, when I first heard that BYU was in the mix, I was, and again, I don't want anyone to take this the wrong way. I was like, Oh, you know what? I kind of wanted to see Jackson dart on a big stage, but in, in BYU's defense, they're on TV all the time. So like, I just want to, I just want a chance to watch Jackson dart a lot the next two years is, all I want. I, I think I said this yesterday with with Hummer, but I want Notre Dame. I want to. I want him in the gold. So Glenn Brewster, a lot of lot of dominoes. We're not done yet. I'm sure some kids will enter. Um, let you get back to get back to it. We appreciate you coming on. All right, thanks to Clint for joining us. Go follow him on Twitter at Clint Brew. Make sure though you are also following the 24 seven Sports Transfer Portal Twitter account at 24 seven Sports Portal. A lot of news breaks every hour. Sit down to record this intro on a Wednesday afternoon in Penn State's Noah Kane, former four-star running back. He hit the portal, so you got to catch up. Uh, we'll be back on Friday for the next edition of the College Football Daily talking about what happened to playoff expansion talks. And then keep your eye out for next week. NFL draft declaration deadline coming up fast, so we'll make sure to cover that as well. Our producer is Lance Glenn. My name is Trey Scott. Have a great Thursday. We'll talk to you on Friday for the next edition of the College Football Daily. College Football Daily.